Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to For the Girls. We're bringing you another episode as we get closer and closer to the start of the season, which I am absolutely giddy for. It's going to be incredible. But quick announcement while you wait for the start of the season, we are doing an official For the Girls F1 Fantasy League with Grid Rivals. So head over to the link in our bio and check out all of the different things on our Instagram to learn how to join and sign up. It's free. We will be doing cash prizes for the top two winners and for our top Patreon member. So head on over there and join us. It's going to be a really fun way to spice up the season. And also as a reminder, we'll be doing all of our race recaps on Monday. So you can watch the race on Sunday and then start your week right with a recap on Monday. And with that, we'll get right into it. Today, we'll be talking about livery launches, all the stuff that's been going on around there, and then give you a little preview of what to expect with preseason testing. I'm Chessa. I'm Sarah. And I'm Tiggy. Okay, so we have officially wrapped up several weeks of teasing and car launches and reveals ahead of the 2024 season, which is only a few weeks away. Usually car launches are especially important in years that see big regulation overhauls like 2022, for example. But this year, the regulations are pretty identical. But nonetheless, car launches are very fun, super important. We can't wait to discuss And these cars are the product of so much work behind the scenes, teams of hundreds. For example, many of the 2024 cars that just launched had their designs kind of frozen back in the fall of 2023. So that manufacturing could begin. So believe it or not, after this freeze, the team designers got right to work planning their team's first upgrade packages. So we are kind of well on the way into the crazy. It's (laughs) It's definitely hard to keep track of what's happening with which team during real season since some teams only reveal a livery while others might debut their complete new cars in shakedowns before the official launches. And some teams might keep their car designs hidden until right before preseason testing. So there's a big variety of ways in which teams approach this. Before we talk about each car, we'll cover what each event in the reveal season means. So first is a car launch or reveal. This is essentially the moment when each F1 team pulls the cover off their complete new cars and lays out key targets for the upcoming season. So what's interesting in this part is that some teams will opt to just show the livery to create buzz, which means we'll get to see the new car, the car color scheme, any new sponsors, but it's just stickered onto an old chassis. So nothing about the new car or new design. Um, And fun fact I learned is that when they're doing these launches virtually, which a lot of the teams did, they'll kind of show a lot of pictures or videos of the car of the new car on an angle and so you can't always just like look at it straight on because that would be a way for their competitors to like gain an extra edge and like actually start to see the proportions and the way that they've designed the new car so I was just going to say, or even Photoshop. Like, there are some rumors out there that McLaren has Photoshopped some of their uh, components on their car launch pictures so that they don't see some of the, that people don't see some of the aero or floor details. Right. Which is super funny. So, it kind of feels like even when you're launching the car, even if it's not just the livery, even when you're launching the car, there is going to be some sort of like deception or ways in there to make sure that your competitors don't get a leg up. Yeah, this is definitely most common now. So teams can kind of maximize development time right up until testing, also not to give competitors a head start on analyzing new features. But launches and livery reveals are so fun because it gives teams kind of a chance to get creative, make a whole event out of it. In 1997, McLaren had the Spice Girls perform at theirs, which 
why aren't we doing things like that? Why is it <laughs> Red mean, Bull? I guess we had, we had Kendrick Lamar at VCarb. That was fun. <laughs> I feel like um, Red Bull needs to capitalize on the Spice Girls connection and bring that back. Yeah. We've had some fashion events like Abercrombie this year, the Reese collaboration that just launched. Um, but one other thing that's really cool is there are also these mini testing or reveal events called shakedowns that Sarah mentioned. So these are certainly not full-on tests of the cars, but they kind of provide the first chance for the new car to get on track. They're also really important for marketing because it allows them to kind of get in a full filming day before testing where each team is only allowed to quote promotional events or filming days during a year with their current challenger. So the shakedowns really just give teams a chance to make sure all systems operations of the car are in order. They can start to get feedback on areas of improvement, but not full season, not full preseason testing and cars do not go all, all out. So in fact, Pirelli actually supplies special demo tires and data can only be gathered about the car and not about the tires, which is fascinating. So getting into this year's livery launches, before we go team by team, we would be remiss not to mention the underlying theme we're seeing behind many or really most of all the new liveries, which is exposed carbon fiber. This is a huge <laughs> one this year. There was such a funny video of someone just blasting all the paint off a car, and it was like every team's approach to <laughs> their livery this year. This trend really began in 2022 with the ground effect era. Cars got heavier. Teams were really looking to shed weight wherever they could. The cars being overweight was a big problem in 2022. And believe it or not, using less wrapping on the livery, so what gives liveries the fun colors, can save a vital few pounds, which can help improve weight distribution with the chassis and potentially enhance performance. This, of course, leads to less retail space on the car for sponsors and advertisers. And it really just changes how much sponsorship can be displayed on the car. Also definitely makes the cars look more similar when there's less color and more carbon fiber on all of them. <laughs> yeah. It's so now they just hard. have to the, tack it onto the names, Venmo, Amex, Cash App, yeah. <laughs> Target, <laughs> whatever. This, this whole thing about the lack or like this new trend of having the exposed carbon fiber and then potentially having less room for sponsors is so interesting to me because again, it like shows you how much an F1 team is like a huge business and how many people and different arms of the business have to work together. Like a year and a half ago, the team had to be like, okay, we're not going to have, we're going to have 30% less sponsorship space or livery space. And then they have to talk to everyone in sponsorships and everyone in marketing. And like, this is a huge lead time for all these different teams. And I feel like I'm ranting because I think it's like very cool, but just something to think about. There's a lot that goes into this. Okay, let's talk about the teams. We'll talk about them in the order in which they launched at least one new part of their car, whether it was a livery launch or a shakedown. So February 2nd, Haas did a low-key livery launch. It was digitally for their new VF24. They revealed an updated red, black, and white livery. It actually looks very sleek and sophisticated. There's a lot more black than I would have expected in terms of their new car concept, it's building off of the upgrades that they had brought starting in Austin last year. So again, all of this is like years and years in the making. And their new team principal, Komatsu, he's pretty realistic about the team this year, uh, aka he's not promising much. And he's just kind of excited to build a strong organization and go from there. We talked about this in one of our previous episodes where I think Haas is one of those teams that run on vibes and to set a pretty realistic expectation of not doing well is is tough for me to stomach with Haas. <laughs> yeah, um, very difficult. Yeah. 
the the team has to shake down at Silverstone on the 11th, and they'll do actually one more shakedown again in Bahrain right before preseason testing starts. Yeah, so while Haas was technically the first scheduled event, we would be remiss not to mention that McLaren broke with tradition and launched yes. their livery on social media in mid-January. So we'll talk a little bit about McLaren later, but they were officially the first to launch their livery, which is exciting. So February 5th, we had two launches. We had Williams and Stake for Williams. They launched their new car at an amazing launch event uh, at the Puma store in New York City, no less. Sadly, we were all out of town, which was a bummer, but it, was, it looked like such a cool event. The livery had a few updates to include new sponsors. Looks beautiful. There is some blue on there, some color, which is nice. <laughs> um the actual FW46 will be debuted on February 20th in Bahrain, uh, a day before the start of preseason testing. So we'll see what that looks like. But the team's goal this year is to get some consistency and scoring points, get Logan matching Albon on lap times. I think this will be a big year for Logan and for Williams overall. I mean, this is going to be James Val's second year. He's done a lot already, it feels, in his first year. But they seem on the up. So super exciting and glad they had a fun New York event. Love seeing all these New York events or activations. It's super exciting. For Stake, they launched on February 5th. They revealed their C44 at a London launch event. They were also the first team to get the car on track for a shakedown event in Barcelona on February 9th. Stake has had one of the biggest rebrands for this year. It's gone through a major rebrand, not just in terms of its name. The color of the team has been updated to the bright green of its new title sponsor, Stake. Besides basically an entirely new livery, the technical director, James Key, said that it's also virtually a completely new car with just a few elements carried over from last year's car. And the team generally is launching into some big changes in the next few years. This is the second to last car reveal before Audi takes over in 2026. So that upcoming change could already be having some influence here. I'm so excited to see what this team brings. And I think... <laughs> The the Bota, the green looks really good on Botas, so hopefully I love the green. I thought the event empowered. looked so cool. I thought this was one of the cooler launch events. The yeah, yeah, there's I've, not a lot of bright colors on the yeah. grid, so this will definitely stand out. Yeah, we certainly will be able to see it, and so maybe it'll help. It make it, <laughs> it'll make it easier for us to cheer for them because we'll actually know who they are. Um, as opposed to, I feel like last year, a lot of the teams were just like red, black, and white, and so it was hard. Um, okay, for Alpine, it's so funny. I feel like a lot of teams are calling their new cars quote-unquote aggressive, but Alpine launched their quote-unquote aggressive new car on the A524 on February 7th. They had a full launch event in Enstone, England. And while the car does look pretty similar to last year, again, it's aggressive. It's gone through an entire re-engineering. And apparently the only thing that they've kept from last year is the steering wheel. So Maybe Alpine will be a midfield team once again. And as we know, they've kind of gone through the ringer with major organizational shakeups last year. They made huge overhauls. They just signed Bruno Fahman as the permanent team principal. So they'll be doing a full reset in more ways than one. So I think this will be a good season for them to establish stability and just make sure that, you know, they're back up fighting where they belong. I do have to say for the Alpine car, they really teased us hard with this pink camo I know wing and we got none of it. So I was, I think this was one where people felt a little bit disappointed. Like there wasn't a lot of pink or enough kind of color or fun <laughs> that seemed to be teased on Instagram ahead of time. Um, 
but yeah, I think it's funny that you said maybe Alpine will be back to being a midfield team. Were they? Are they not? <laughs> I feel like they were bottom of the midfield, so I don't consider them a midfield team considering their performance <laughs> last year. Okay, so that that means I guess McLaren and Aston Martin are the only midfield teams. <laughs> yeah, I guess mid. Yeah, I guess midfield is like <laughs> three, four, three. So four teams in the midfield. They'll, they're bottom of the midfield. They should be. I, I, the yeah. Top. Maybe they'll put maybe they'll push towards the top, but without Otmar, might be hard. I know. So VCarb, this is another team. They launched on uh, February eighth. Another team that's gone through a huge rebrand. Uh, this is the VCarb zero one twenty twenty four car launched at a private event in Vegas, no less. Um, that's interesting. We're pretty excited about the new livery. It's mainly royal blue, which is nice. Not only black, nice red and white elements throughout. It's definitely very reminiscent to the kind of Toro Rosso liveries of the late 2010s. Um, And as everyone is saying, the car definitely marks kind of a closer collaboration with Red Bull. So hopefully that means better performance this year. They have also, besides the name and kind of the branding changes, the team had some organizational shakeups with Franz Toast, longtime team principal, stepping down and being replaced by Laurent Mechies from Ferrari. So it's going to be an interesting year for them. I think this is kind of they're poised to do really well. They have two good, experienced drivers, new name, new look. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Back to school, looking good, fresh haircut. Yeah. <laughs> It was a it was a fun looking launch event. They did it during Super Bowl week, which was really smart because a lot of people were in Vegas already, so they were able to kind of capitalize on a big U.S. sports week. And for, Kendrick Lamar, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> for Aston Martin, this was one of the last cars to do a reveal. They launched the AMR twenty four on February twelfth and did a shakedown at Silverstone. The car is being described as an evolution from last year's car. It includes updates to the front wing side pods, bodywork, a new suspension. And a fun fact is that in addition to supplying the engine, Mercedes supplies the suspension to Aston Martin. So that means that Mercedes also likely has that change. The big goal of this year is to be able to keep up in the development race, which was their <laughs> big, big challenge last year. And I'm excited to see what they can do because they had spoken pretty publicly last year about how when you're not a team that's been competing at the top, you're not yeah. used to keeping up with the extremely high level of the development race during the season that's expected when you're a top team. So hopefully last year was a big learning lesson and they can come out firing on all cylinders. No pun intended. Good one. (laughs) (laughs) For Ferrari, they launched on the 13th, the SF24. They did an online only launch from Maranello. The livery is slightly updated. Um, it looks like Tiggy. I think it was you that posted on our Instagram. She, you were like, "It looks like a Ferrari." <laughs> Yo, it looks good though. I think it yeah, looks it has really like the good. yellow, the yellow I and the white. I love their new race suits too. I think they're so much better than last year's. Um, what are your guys' opinions? Do you feel like it's giving McDonald's or not? <laughs> I'm okay with the McDonald's. Me I kind of like. I like a little bit of yellow. I didn't like the yellow suits that they trialed last year at one of the races, <laughs> but I like I like the red with the yellow. <laughs> I love that Tiggy is full team Ferrari <laughs> now. Speaking, Do you see ladies. what I did there? Tiggy's like, I love the livery, more yellow, love it all. <laughs> Don't worry. When we get to Mercedes, I'll tell you how much I love that livery too. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, one more thing to say about Ferrari is that the, again, every car is launching a evolution or an aggressive new car, but Ferrari's <laughs> is a quote, big departure from previous cars and it's apparently 95% new. The biggest overall they have is a change in their aerodynamic concept, um, and you can kind of see that. I mean, it's always going to be a little bit hard to tell, but 
they um, change their heart, their side pods more towards like the traditional heavier undercut style, of course, to enhance airflow airflow to the bottom of the car. But overall, I think the Ferrari and what they were saying about it was they really want it to be a predictable car for their drivers to drive, which I think is yeah. definitely important to not have an unpredictable car. So see <laughs> the obvious, we cannot wait to see what this what this comes of. The launch itself was kind of anticlimactic though. It was like it happened very fast. Did you guys watch Matt and Tommy's reaction? Yes, I watched all, all of theirs. There that was like my favorite thing of this whole launch season. But Matt is obviously such a huge Ferrari fan and he was like, that's it. That's the launch. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Matt um, and Tommy are awesome if anyone's ever looking for more F1 podcast to check out. It'll be interesting. They always had from 2022 on Ferrari had the massive, massive side pods with that huge dip in the middle. All right. Valentine's Day launches. Very exciting. Two of our, well, two of my favorite teams, Mercedes. So they unveiled their new W15 before taking it out on track for a few wet shakedown laps at Silverstone. It is a silver livery with some black and I love it. I think it looks so slick. I think it's, it, it looks really good. It looks better I think than last year's and it's a harken back to some of their earlier liveries with the silver so I'm excited about that they have kept the wider side pods that the team upgraded to midway through last season they're definitely kind of trying to forget the past two years I think come out strong <laughs> with a newer more predictable car Toto also said similar to most teams honestly at this point that they were basically changing every single component of the car um, but what I thought was interesting about this launch is obviously it's Lewis's last Mercedes and there were a lot of comments on Instagram and I kind of felt this way watching it too, that it was like, it felt a little bit like funeral vibes. It wasn't oh. very like <laughs> exciting or energetic. I don't know. It just, it felt a little muted to me, but I do, I do love the car. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> <laughs> You know what we love about our Tacova's cowboy boots? You can wear them all year round and for literally any occasion. Of course, you can wear them at the rodeo or at the ranch, but since we're in New York City, we've been getting creative. I even wore mine with a polka dot dress and tights to Sarah's birthday party at a fun, trendy bar in New York City. Tacova's is Western to their core and they believe in Western for all, handmaking their boots from the most premium leathers. And if you can't make it to a store, visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. And as a special bonus for you, Tacovas is throwing in a free trucker hat or ball cap worth $30 for all online orders over 100. Just use code F1 at checkout. Again, for a limited time, just enter code F1 at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. For McLaren, we were lucky enough to attend the world's first look at the new livery a few weeks ago at an Abercrombie Times McLaren event in New York. The car looks amazing. This is an example of a team that launched their first liv their livery first and then the actual car second. So they did a shakedown on February 14th for the new car, which is, fun fact, the first car to be developed in their new state-of-the-art on-site wind tunnel, which everyone's very excited about. The new car is trying to build on all the incredible mid-season upgrades we saw last year. So if that's any indication, we are in for quite a treat. And again, I really loved seeing that they were trying to do their first public look in New York, being really inclusive of that American audience, and people were so excited. Yeah, and the Reese collab and launch that happened uh, this past week was also really cool. I mean, it's unfortunate that the clothes are 
literally so expensive, but I absolutely We can love all get one all jacket together. Yeah, you we can pool. Sister <laughs> the leather one though. <laughs> um, yeah, like we were saying with McLaren though, I think oh, there are a lot of comments about how they were very cheeky with the launch of their actual car and there weren't actually many pictures where you could see the arrow or floor details and Lando basically confirmed that he was saying it's like quote a game of performance and that they're keeping some things close to the chest until testing which is smart so I'm excited to see what those components are yeah damn I really hope that it's everything I'm dreaming of because I'm getting really excited (laughs) right now I feel like the floor is going to be super interesting if because remember when we were in Austria, we got to go to the garage and this is when they yeah. had brought their huge upgrade package on Lando's car, but not Oscar's yet. And you could see the floor was just so different. I wonder how much them kind of keeping the floor a secret means there's something very exciting there. It's going to yeah. just fly past the Red Bull on race one of the season. Yes. Okay, cool. Everyone agrees. Okay, speaking (laughs) of the Red Bull, the Red Bull was the last car to launch. Uh, It was big talk for their new car this year. It's the RB20 because basically everyone is like, if it's able to even match or, God forbid, exceed the record-breaking car of last year, we are – yeah, it's going to be it's going to be huge, but in classic Red Bull fashion, there was some major sandbagging from their technical director who said, quote, we did a good job last year, but we didn't do an amazing job. So I guess this, I know, I guess this gives us our answer that maybe this year they did an amazing job and the car is going to be that much better. But overall, I love this new livery. It's very, very sleek. It's like mostly navy and it's all matte and it has like some striking pops of yellow and red on the front wing and kind of like around the car as well. So yeah, it's just very, very regal as it should be. Regal. (laughs) What is everyone's favorites? Mine is going to be the the new green steak. I'm going to go with Mercedes. Surprise, surprise. But I love the silver. I wasn't expecting them to to go back to that. And I'm really happy they did. But honorable mention to Ferrari and steak as well. Okay. Sarah? I really like the way McLaren did the launch. I also am a fan of steak. I love incorporating some brighter colors. So that was one of my favorites. Okay. So we have Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, and steak as our favorite. Half the grid. (laughs) All right. So let's get into a super quick preseason testing preview. So testing is from this Wednesday, February 21st through Friday, February 23rd in Bahrain. We'll be back on the Monday following testing with a recap. But in the meantime, here's just a little bit on what to expect. So Preseason testing, it's a chance for teams to kind of get their new cars out on track before the first race of the season. They can see if the new designs and concepts are working as expected. It also gives the drivers some time to get behind the wheel, check it out themselves. It's also so fun for us because we get to see a lot of the new cars on track for the first time. I think my favorite moment is when you see the drivers like out on the grid for the first time, like going around and checking cars, like that funny checking it out. video of Lewis last year, like admiring the Ferrari and like other cars being like, uh Oh <laughs> yeah. So. Or wasn't this also two years ago when George was like, Oh yeah, the Mercedes looks yeah, effing looks fast. fast. Yeah. <laughs> like Yikes. Um, there's not like well. a ton you can glean from preseason testing, but it right. definitely gives you a first indication. So I will be 
looking closely for my fantasy team purposes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, in terms of how it actually works, it's very, very regulated since testing time is a vital commodity in the F1 world. So each day there will be a morning and afternoon session, four hours each, so eight hours for the whole day, 24 hours over the entire three days. The teams could only run one car at a time, so they usually split the time like 50-50 between the two drivers. And the teams do have a lot of creative license here and can basically test anything they want. So they'll be testing out a ton of different parts, setups, tires, really anything that they want. And it's kind of cool for us to see as well because you'll see a lot of funky setups, aero rakes, different kind of paint to test the aerodynamics. So it really does feel a little bit like an R&D lab type weekend. <laughs> One thing that we must warn is to always take the, these testing times with a large, large pinch of salt. A fast car testing, pinch. <laughs> yeah, does not mean it will be a race-winning car. Teams don't reveal how much fuel they use during testing, which is a huge factor since if you're running at a full fuel load, you're obviously going to have a much heavier and slower car. Teams could also do some sandbagging, put in slower times than expected. And again, like Chessa was saying, teams are testing so many different setups, aero rakes, different parts that they may not be sure about. So it's very hard to kind of translate that to what everyone's going to look like on uh, first Grand Prix Sunday. But I think it can be kind of generally indicative of if someone's really struggling, if someone's having huge reliability issues, which we yeah. see in testing sometimes, repeated breakdowns. Um, so it can give you kind of a, a general sense, but definitely don't put too much stock in it. We'll do a little video on Instagram, just doing kind of like a flow viz aero rake 101 to talk more about what that means. Cause I think sometimes when people watch testing for the first time, they're like, what is all this paint? What is all this like neon yeah. paint on the cars? So we'll do a little intro video to that. Something else that is interesting slash fun is it almost feels like when there's a red flag and the commentators need to keep themselves occupied for an extra two hours, as Chess was saying, there's 24 hours <laughs> of on-track time. And again, we're not sure what all the components are. The commentators don't necessarily have specific commentary for the full 24 hours. <laughs> and F1 TV, Joylene Palmer, I, I, he's my favorite commentator, but I just love when they're kind of trying to fill time. <laughs> Last year in testing, the at one point they were talking about like everyone's weddings that they had recently been to. Like there's oh, definitely that. <laughs> some tangents. There's a lot of material for the from the off season to just unload during preseason testing broadcasting. <laughs> exactly. Another fact from the McLaren launch, Tiggy and I met a NASCAR driver who was telling us that apparently F1 TV only has an audience of a few hundred thousand people and everyone else is on the ESPN broadcast or Sky Sports or whatever the main host is in their country, which <laughs> I had no idea. I'm such an F1 loyalist, F1 TV yeah, same. loyalist. So. I love F1 TV. You can watch the onboards. It's it's great. Big fan. I usually do F1 TV like post-race to, to get a download, but I have to admit I am an ESPN gal. So yeah, a lot of people like like it better. All right, to some news. So we'll start with Alonso. Of course, all great things start with Alonso stirring the pot once again. He was speaking to the press at the Aston Martin launch, and there are a lot of rumors swirling right now about Alonso maybe taking the Mercedes seat. He correctly pointed out that he is the only world champion who is available on the driver's market in 2025. I guess if you don't count someone coming back from retirement, <clears throat> that'll but he also said <laughs> – I don't think that's going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I'm holding out hope. 
Um, but he did kind of temper that and said that his full focus is on Aston Martin. He hinted even at kind of not knowing how many years he has left and how you really have to be kind of fully invested. But he also then, again, recently made a comment about how one could be driving till they're 50. So he's just playing games with us at this point. But he has hinted both sides of that being possible, but also being fully focused on Aston Martin. So we shall see. So no verdict yet from the Christian Horner investigation, but he attended the Red Bull launch and he spoke to some journalists and he continued to deny any accusations, said that it was a bit of a distraction for the team, but that they are, quote, very together. Some have said that the strange way that the details of the investigation have been leaked to the media indicate that there is maybe more of a power struggle within Red Bull for control of the F1 team after Dietrich Mateschitz passing. And so there could be a lot of things involved here. And I think, um, yeah, this investigation. We're probably all just very eager for it to get wrapped up so we can hear about what really happened, understand sort of like the future of Red Bull from here when it comes to leadership. Charles spoke out for the first time since the Hamilton news was announced. He confirmed that he was aware of Ferrari's talks and progression with Hamilton before signing his own long-term contract, which is wild. means he wasn't blindsided by the fact that his new teammate was going to be a seven-time world champion, but I still just really feel for Carlos. I'm sure that only underscores the extent to which Carlos felt blindsided and Fred Vasseur was asked about that at an event this week said described it as not the easiest call of his life having to call Carlos and tell him yeah it's brutal but yeah Charles seemed like I mean maybe this is just media training but he seemed really excited and happy about kind of the Hamilton news speaking out to the media and that he has a lot to learn from Hamilton. So I think that's going to be a really interesting pairing. Um, so I don't know. Have we confirmed this, but Hamilton will now be the number one driver, right? I don't think that's confirmed. I think we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, TBD. Okay. Last piece of news. So uh, Charlotte Tilbury has announced a partnership with F1 Academy. They will be sponsoring Lola Lovenfoss, who will be driving for Rodin. Um, Super exciting. I think this is so fun. It's great to see different types of sponsors, new sponsors getting involved in motorsport and just loved the kind of launch on social media of that. Charlotte with Susie, that was really cool. I actually have a friend who works at Charlotte Tilbury, so I had a little bit of a heads up that this was coming, but I'm so excited that uh, it's here and I, I think the car is super cool. So I love that different types of sponsors are, are getting involved. Okay, let's do our conundrum for this week. Uh, since we talked about livery launches and we mentioned that we have our own grid rival fantasy league, this is the conundrum for this week. Think about your grid rival fantasy team. You are the esteemed team principal and you have been given the choice to have any sponsor and any color on your livery. Who do you choose? I can go first. I am going to have an all pink, red, and orange livery because those are my favorite colors. And then I'm really open to any sponsors, but lately I think the the drink brand Poppy has been doing some really good marketing and branding and they have some really good colors. So it would be like a fun Poppy car. A Sherbert explosion. I love that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, I would do, I think sponsor wise, I would do Patagonia. I absolutely love mm. them as a brand and obviously they care a lot about the world and the environment. So maybe it's a little bit of a kind of weird dichotomy to have them sponsoring. That's okay. Car, but 
will obviously run on 100% sustainable fuel and have a fully <laughs> zero. Okay, so what car. color is it going to be? <laughs> That's a good question. I think maybe green. I like um I like the idea of green. I kind of like I like both the Aston Martin and I like steak, which are very different colors of green, but maybe something that's like kind of bright and fun. Okay. Green's a very cool color. Yeah. Just perfect for cool tiggy. I like it. <laughs> for me, I love the pink idea, so I definitely want to incorporate some pink. I really also love a bright electric blue. I feel like Ooh. we get a lot of kind of darker blues, navies, but almost a teal or a really bright blue. And then I'm thinking back on kind of the Super Bowl ads and <laughs> the type of branding would be good. What about Dunkin' Donuts? Just oh, oh slay. America runs there. on Dunkin', baby. That would be amazing. <laughs> and you'll have like the pink and blue Alpine that they wish that they could have because I think it's less pink. I love coffee. So I think I think that would be our a Boston good girl coming out. And your car <laughs> will run. Whatever your car will run is, on coffee. Like, runs on Dunkin'. Ben Affleck and JLo can do a funny ad. <laughs> we're getting we're getting celebrities all up in here. I love it. We're getting very specific. That was my favorite Super Bowl ad. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> and all the like the drip campaign they did after of all the different like little TikTok videos they posted was so good. So good. All right. Well, with that, we will see you on the other side of preseason testing for a recap and a Bahrain preview incoming. So we can't wait to see cars out on track. It's time.